0: hello 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 everyone um, it's drew haskins aka drew drew the fool aka Lil dutchy aka lamas chuck um, it's just me today it's a solo episode obviously you're listening to crisis twink the podcast where we talk about cultural emergencies. And today there are no emergency to be had necessarily. Um, I am just coming off of my like, quote unquote spring break um, from the pod. And this past week was genuinely one of the busiest weeks I've ever had. So there is not a guest on today. There will be fantastic guests coming up in the next month that I'm very, very excited about and you will be too, but today it's just me. (laughs) And I do still have opinions. A layoff does not mean that I have lost my scrumptious lust for life and lust for culture, because at the end of the day, I will talk myself until I'm dead, until I'm in the grave, until I am dust in the wind, to quote the great band, Kansas. I actually didn't know if that's the right band. I don't know if that's the right band. It might not be Kansas. But regardless, there are things to talk about. I want to start off by saying I have a new favorite, like, smooth brain TV show. Um, Minx on HBO Max is far from fantastic. Like, it's totally cromulent television. Like, it's... Ophelia Levabond and Jake Johnson as a magazine publisher and a writer who team up to produce like a women's erotica magazine like Playgirl style that also has feminist articles in it I cannot speak to you know whether or not that's like similar to like what the actual Playgirl originally was like I've only ever seen like Mm, not to sound crude but I've only seen like pictures from Playgirl never the articles I don't read for the articles um but the show's really cute like I would say the writing is like not good it's not necessarily funny which is kind of tough for a comedy but the plot is engaging enough I think the performances are by and large really fun even when the writing is not Jake Johnson is like one of the best comedians we have like I love New Girl. I know it's, like, not necessarily fashionable to, like, New Girl right now, but, like, that show genuinely was very good and very comedic, which is good for a comedy, obviously. And I am a long-time Zoe Deschanel apologist, even though, like, I got off the bus with the property brother of it all. But so good. Jake Johnson's, like, really good in this, too. Like, I think the best analog for Minx... Is Glow, which I dearly miss. Glow is a far superior show, just from like the writing to the performances. Like you, you can't really replace Alison Brie and Betty Gilpin with whatever's going on on Minx, but it is really fun. And Jake Johnson is definitely giving like a Mark ish performance, and I do think Jake Johnson's like better than Mark Marin is. Like the Mark Marin character on Glow, I don't think ever needed to be there really. Um, they could have just done that show as was and it would have been fine. Um, the funniest part of Minx and someone who I really think deserves everything in the world is Lennon Parham, who I have been a huge fan of um, since playing house on USA. Um, she also did a really good show with Jessica St. Jessica Clair, her writing partner and comedic partner called Best Friends Forever, which was on NBC 10 years ago. I have not seen, Befriend of the Pod, John Boone says it's fantastic. So I don't know where that's streaming, but like maybe I'll go stream. Maybe you should too. Um, but Lennon Parham is far and away the funniest part of the show. Like she brings a very like modern comedic edge to a show that's like very like like cute, but like not necessarily fresh otherwise. Like it's very like simple humor but she is so good in it. Like everything she says is like elevated just because she has like such a good comedic presence. Um, and I'm really excited for her to get more stuff out of this because I've been seeing that she's been getting press. Like she's been doing a lot of like the post-show junket interviews. I have not finished the show yet, but like she, she definitely is like, I think the breakout here and definitely the reason to watch. But if you need more reasons, the costuming is fantastic. Like I love 70s LA stuff, like all those Robert Altman movies, like Chinatown, like that era of Hollywood and like San Fernando Valley excess is really exciting to me from like a cultural and fashion perspective. And like you'll get a lot out of that in this respect. Like every costume is sumptuous, like for such a small, intimate show. It looks really expensive and that's kind of hard to do. It definitely looks more expensive than Gloated. Um, so that's been fun. I'm definitely gonna finish up tonight probably. Um, what else is going on? Oh, Drag Race just finished, Drag race US. I thought this was the best season in a while. American version. I thought this was the best one since season 12, two years ago, which doesn't sound like that far away, but considering there have been approximately 16 seasons of Drag Race in between now and then, like it does feel like a lifetime ago. Spoilers ahead if you have not watched yet, but Willow Pill won. That's good to me. I think she's my favorite queen since Valentina probably. Um, Great point of view, so fucking funny um the drag was excellent I thought her looks in the finale were really good they were one of them I b- think the one with the heads was designed by Utica from season 13 um both of whom both Willow and she are Chicago queen now Chicago queens now I have holes in my brain today you can like whistle through them um so that's why I'm umming and my tenses are mixed up like it truly ended my rope um, but we're good, and so was the Drag Race finale. Horrible segue, but I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I'm not a big fan of original Drag Race numbers just because they're not funny usually, but I thought this was a pretty good finale in terms of all of them. Everyone did really well, except Angeria and Bosco to an extent. I love Angeria. She is a drag queen, capital D, capital Q but I think she should have been eliminated at the top five because she's weirdly not a very good like lip-synker. I hesitate to say performer because she is very funny, but like I think she peaked very early um, in this season and just kind of like pooped out from there. Um, And Bosco is inconsistent. Like I like what Bosco does. I like Bosco's drag just fine, but like I think on a show like Drag Race, you really have to have the burners turned on to the maximum setting all the time. And that's really hard just because the, you know, the way that competition is set up, like when you're sequestered for so long, like you do get so much burnout. So I can see why it'd be hard to remain at like a very high level at all times. But, yeah, the finale, like, after you've had, like, almost a year-long break to, like, recharge, get your drag in good shape, get yourself in good shape where you want to be, like, now is not the time to poop out. Diabetty really acquitted herself very well, I thought. Like, I Diabetti is the most annoying queen we've had in several seasons, but you need that you couldn't have had this season without Diabetti because I do think drag race and reality TV at large needs villains. I know people are very scared to be villainous in the social media age because like you could say like, I don't like her dress and then like get like a rock through front rock thrown through your window. Jesus. Um, and that's tough. I'm not editing this any, by the way. So, if you're hearing my stutter, you're hearing it for a reason. Um, Daya did well, though. The drag was, like, very good. Like, everything looks like Pink Lady Marmalade to me and that made me a little, like, upset just because, I'm, you know, I'm not a big Pink fan here. I'm also not a big Lady Marmalade fan, either. Like, I think that song's gonna overrate it. And I'm starting to say that I'm sorry to to you know divest from my sister community on that front but like it's totally whatever I think the original is great Patty LaBelle is a genius um who else have I not mentioned oh Lady Camden Lady Camden I think like going into the finale and arguably after this probably should have won this season just as the best performer uh I'm not going to say the best runaway queen because my aesthetic is not her aesthetic. Like the raver candy girl kind of like fulsome drag is not necessarily my favorite, but she does it impeccably and the performance skills are top notch. I think if her reveals had not gotten so roof she would have probably won this. And I, I think it's, it's tough that she didn't because like can you imagine camden on an all-star season she's not necessarily the biggest like personality she was like a fan favorite but she wasn't like you know like the fan she wasn't like a katya she wasn't like a ginger minge it's like if aquaria had not won in season 10 like, could you see Aquarion on an All-Star season? I couldn't really. Um, not that anyone needs to do All-Stars necessarily, but like, it is such like an, an important cog in the machine right now. Like, I think that's just something to think about. I'm not saying, you know, tank drag race to get on All-Stars or whatever, but I think like someone who is quote unquote robbed and gets on All-Stars has like a longer shelf life maybe within like the fandom than than the alternative, but I also just can't see Camden on All-Stars, so we'll see. Um, What else? Drag Race is Spawning continues to be very good. I'm an episode behind, so I have not seen Snatch Game yet, but that is probably something I will do tonight. Um, I saw a still of Diamante Mary Brown's RuPaul, and it is one of the rudest things I've seen on Drag Race, so very excited to delve into whatever that's going to be. Um, what else is on my little thing? Oh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer, which dropped a few weeks ago at this point, but I have not talked about it on pod yet. Um, very excited for that. Um, the new housewife Diana Jenkins has an allegedly very sordid history that I would recommend y'all go listen to Sexy Unique podcast to uh, dive into. Um, I think it's a paywalled bonus episode, but it's a friend of the pod, Carrie O'Donnell's podcast. And they go into some blind items from yesteryear that involved Diana Jenkins that I think are very interesting. Maybe not necessarily true, but definitely interesting theory. And I will continue recommending that podcast until the day I die. It is so funny. Um, Erica Jane is delusional, delusional, delusional um what's new there i think like i think it's so tricky when shows like this get into like substance abuse so like i don't really want to i'm not relishing diving into like all these like like you can't mix pills and wine kind of like discourse that we're inevitably gonna get because rena loves um diagnosing people she is dr rena And I don't like it. Uh, Rena is annoying to me. I used to think Rena was a top three housewife of mine, but like she really is just like so craven and like such a producer with a capital P. But like you kind of need her though because otherwise I don't think anything would happen on that show. It's not as elegant as like what Lisa Vanderpump was doing in her heyday, but like, lisa's approach really fell off over time whether that's because like the casting was kind of boring from seasons like six to ten or they're just really what she just like kind of lost the touch maybe she just lost the touch because vanderpump rules has been unwatchable for years now not that like vanderpump rules success was ever because like lisa was producing any of it um but I don't know she definitely like Rinna Rinna is blunt Rinna is a baseball bat to the dome but Rinna is I think at this point a reality TV legend and like I do have such a respect for the hustle that she's done and what she brings to the show, even if it's like sandpaper on my eyeballs. Um, who else? I don't know. The The destruction of Kathy Hilton will be interesting. Like, Kathy is, like, a sinister figure. I know she was, like, a cute little aunt last season, but, like, Kathy is, like, uh, I think Kathy is a bad person. Like, I'm fairly sure she's a Trump voter, like, given what we know about the rest of the Hilton family. And if you guys watch the Paris Hilton documentary, like, she essentially foisted Paris into, like, a fairly abusive culty behavioral program um that like really psychologically traumatized her so I don't know I don't think I don't think that kind of program is like good for kids um and I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced on Kathy um very excited for Garcelle and Sutton. I think those are that those are the like the two new queens of the show. In the same way that like on Brown J. Jackie and Jennifer have like queened over, like Garcelle and Sutton are like the best additions Beverly Hills has had in I don't know. I mean, since like early Erica, honestly, like it's easy to forget that Erica used to be like pretty likable and like a fun addition. Like it's just soured so much and the shtick has gotten so tired, but like She was, at one point, very good at what she does. Um, I feel bad for Dorit about the arrest, or not the arrest, that house um, break-in. I don't think they ever caught the people who did it either. Someone can write in and correct me on that, but, like, um, that is very scary. And PK being like, I wish I couldn't have been there, was, like, touching a little bit. I like PK. PK is, PK used to like really wrinkle me. And if ever a person merited the word wrinkle, it was PK in like season seven and eight. But these days I just find him like a lovable little man. I think his friendship with Mauricio, um, the King of Med Men is cute. I think that's a very adorable friendship. Um. Who else am I missing from the cast? Oh, Kyle Kyle wasn't giving me anything in this trailer, but like I liked Kyle last season. I'm, an exci- I'm excited to see her now. Um, is that everyone? Oh, Crystal, oh uh, yeah, Crystal. Crystal's suffering from ED still and that, that's a tough thing to watch. Like Jackie on Ronjay has been very open about her struggles this season with um, anorexia in a way that is like very hard to like brave, but like very hard to watch, like especially for people who have like suffered from eating disorders in the past. And that's, that's hard. Um, So yeah, I'm glad that Crystal's like talking about it. It is like such a raw thing to talk about, Um, but it is like something that affects a lot of people. And I think it's good for visibility. Um, So that's that on that. Otherwise, like the Bravo verse, like Ronj is kind of fi- like winding down. I think Teresa needs to go. I think she is just a one-note trumpet blasting into the abyss. I think her her fiance is Dirty John. Um, you could definitely just do that show with Margaret, Melissa, or um, nope, oh, nope, Margaret, Jackie, and Jennifer. And Dolores, I love Dolores, and you would be perfectly fine. I think Melissa also should go. Um, mm-hmm. Friend of the pod, Jack Mazio, sent me a like a blind item from a site the other day that said that alleged. This is all alleged that Jack or that Melissa and Teresa are gone because the storyline is played out. And honestly, I would really like that. I cannot see them ever getting rid of Teresa because she is like so embedded in that show's DNA and like she weirdly has so many stands too like if you go on Twitter like Teresa stands are everywhere um but I don't really want to see any of that like it's just it's hard it's hard to parse um and her behavior is just so abhorrent right now like her like tossing stuff across the table in Nashville it's like a played out like we've seen her do it a million times. And B like it's entirely justified for people to be questioning your like weird, like dubiously abusive fiance who's like maybe like embezzling stuff or like he's involved in some sort of like financial, financial crime right now, allegedly. Or maybe is that alleged? I don't know. There, there's like court filings about it. Like I, white collar crime to me all blends into each other. So like, I don't know what he's done, but like he's definitely under investigation for something. And that's like, if you keep dating people like this, then like, what do you expect? Like obvious, it, and it's not like people are like digging up information about him. It's all public record. So I don't know. I have delusion, but I don't have like that specific kind of delusion to that degree. So it's just not relatable. Not like me. America's every man, a gay for the people. Um, and I think that's it for me. I haven't had my lobotomy today. So my brain's not reset and I am really tired. So this is probably going to be it for me today. But as always, thank you for listening to this brief dispatch from the void. Um, you can, Uh, find me on Instagram at Drew Haskins. You can find me on Twitter at FKPigs and subscribe to uh, at Crisis Twink Pod on Twitter and Instagram for direct updates. Um, And please, please, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I think you'll enjoy it. I think I'll enjoy it too. Ciao.